Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Scriptwriter Steve. Today is December 22nd, 2020, and it is currently 4 o'clock a.m. in the morning, and I am talking to you from my office, uh, my home office. That's where I work from, and um, just doing a little podcasting before I head to bed. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk about a few things here um, before I head to bed because they were on my mind. Um, number one is the Navarro Report. I'm not sure if you heard of that. And number two is a website to replace the Drudge Report. Um, I'm not sure if many of you know what the Drudge Report is, but at one time it was a very great conservative website where we could get hmm, really good conservative news. Um, these, this was back in 2016 when Trump was running. Um, it was a really good, it was just a hotbed of like really good, good conservative news information even before Trump became president. And for one reason or another, it became full-on left-wing liberal. I have no idea why. I've heard conspiracy conspiracy theories, which I won't go there. Um, they could be right. They could be wrong. I just can't prove any any which way. So, um, you know, I'll get back to all of that. Of course, I have to do my little pay-the-bill thing here so I can get a few cents from uh, every single time this podcast plays. And right after that, we'll dive right into it. Hey everyone, it's scriptwriter Steve and I am back. I'm ready to talk about this whole Navarro Report thing and introduce you to a new website which I want you to check out. Um, But before I get to that, I really wanted to thank a lot of you, Um, all of you, in fact, not a lot of you, all of you who have been listening to my podcast. Um, If it's your first time, that's great. If it's your last time, you know, that's okay too. Um, And I think I have around 200 listeners now, which is really neat. And... um, how I started was, uh, again, I think most of you are my Facebook friends, um, and maybe some of you have just, you know, came in here for look, looking for a talk about barbecue, and I do talk about barbecue, by the way, every now and then, but lately it's all been, it's all been about politics, and, um, but it, it's been really a lot of fun, and the reason why I went, to, I started to podcast is because I got kicked off of Facebook, um, well, not really kicked off, uh, a lot of my posts, which I work on, I'm a writer, and um, I do like to write, you know, my, my point of view. And I, I like to write them. I, get, I, I like to write the arguments and to support my arguments the best I can as though I'm writing a, an actual article for a newspaper, even though I'm not a journalist. And just to report to people. And for some reason, I mean, that, everything was going fine for like years. I've been doing this for years. And just after around, you know, this election, my articles, my, my statuses, I guess you can call it, started getting taken down. Um, for no reason, no warning, no whatsoever. I mean, so I, w- I would work maybe 30 minutes on a status report, you know, tap out a pretty pretty long, entertaining, you know, report or, report or a journalist or an article, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, it just completely disappeared the next day. And I thought it was a problem. I couldn't, you know, you can't really contact Facebook that much. They didn't really respond. And um, so I just went straight to podcasting. So then, then I just, you know, taped my podcast here, like what I'm doing now. And then I just post it on my Facebook page. And I, I can't tell if people are listening to it or not, again. Um, but I do know some a lot of people are because I can see it th- through the analytics on the, the Anchor app. Um, so thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And um, But I did get banned from Facebook before. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story because, uh, yeah, like um, this one dude, I think he was a dude. But anyway, um, 
yeah, he actually claimed to be um, his gender, to be an attack helicopter. And I kind of just responded. I said, are you really an attack helicopter? I mean, well, I guess what kind of a attack helicopter are you? Are you a Blackhawk, a Chinook, you know, Osprey? If Osprey's a helicopter and all that, you know, but and he got really offended. You know, I kept, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be condescending. I just wanted to know. Because, you know, if you're an attack helicopter, it's just not a category. I mean, attack helicopter is a category. And, you, you know, certain attack helicopters are different from others. I mean, I wanted to know what is, you know, his, his, I guess is like, you know, his fuel ranges and all those things. <laughs> kind of kind of being a butthead too, right? But he couldn't answer all of that, which is kind of interesting because I think if you want to want to figure out that you're an attack helicopter, you should know these things. So um, I guess he, I think he reported to me and I got, I got accused of bullying, cyberbullying. And they banned me for about a week, which was cra- pretty crappy because my uh, my my wedding company's like a Facebook Facebook page is actually a- attached to my personal web web page, so I couldn't respond to a lot of my wedding couples, and um, I had to go in there. I, I, I had to create a different ID and respond through the comments uh, to say that I was banned. <laughs> so so uh, you know, it, it didn't work out too well. I learned my lesson, you know, not to question um, someone's gender when they say they're an attack helicopter. And um, so I, I actually, when I came in there, um, I changed my gender from male to a DeLorean time machine. And if everyone, you know, anyone asks, I do have a flux capacitor. And when I do, you know, um, I guess when I hit 88.8 miles per hour, I go back into 1985. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Party of science, right? You're not male or female anymore. You're DeLorean time machine. That's what the party of science says. That's what you pay a $100,000 degree to learn, that you can be anything you want. It just depends how you feel. Yeah, I should one day tell you about the debate I had about with this guy who who claimed to be a Filipino girl. (laughs) He's totally a white guy. He's not Filipino and he's not a girl. So (laughs) I'll save that for later. I'll save that for later. So anyway... I want to get into this uh, whole Navarro report thing. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about it. This came out maybe about a week ago, maybe. Was it a week ago? I don't know. I think it was last week it came out. And anyway, um, <laughs> they, they basically, he, he, this guy, Peter Navarro, who's um, 71 years old, born in 1949, he works with Donald Trump. Looks like a lot older than 71, but... Um, He's been an economist and an author for a long time, and the guy's a conservative, and um, he he knows what he's doing. He really knows what he's doing. And, um, you know, he wrote this article uh, called The Navarro Report, and um, he calls it the Immaculate Deception and um, Six Key Dimensions of Election Fraud. I'll just say election fraud flat out. That's what it says. And um, it, it's interesting because I wanted to read this report, and I couldn't find it anywhere, so I Googled it. And I couldn't find it at all in the top, in the top search rankings. And you, usually when you Google something, like if you Google my wedding company name, it'll pop up number one because that's the way the algorithm is written. And for some reason, Google is now trying to really control the narrative to a lot of websites, to a lot of things. So if you try to find any type of conservative information on Google, um, they basically they hide it. They, they, it, it's probably on page 10. You're not going to find it. So, so I couldn't find the Navarro report at all. Um, how I had to find it is that I had to go to the Epic Times, um, search under, under the Navarro report in the search bar, 
on the Epic Times website, and there was an article about it which linked to it, and then it brought me to um, it brought me to another website where I was able to download the PDF, and um, that's the only place where I could find it. So I'll tell you where to find it in um, at the end of this podcast because um, I I just want to keep rolling with it. Um, but this uh, anyway, what this um, this report? It's you know it's really I, I would probably say. When you read through, the, through this report, and I, I hope you do, uh, it's only 35 pages long. And um, it's nothing new. You, like, unless, like, if you follow the news every day, it's nothing new. Um, it just categorizes and organizes everything very, um, in, a, in a very, I guess, uh, fluid manner, which makes it very easy to follow from beginning to end. And this is really great if you want to share, if you want to share to anyone Who's a, who's a you know a Trump supporter or who's who's anyone who's a, who's a liberal maybe who is open minded everything will be there all in one place for them to read and um, how much of it is conspiracy theory and how much of it is fraud well you know to tell you the truth I don't think any of it is fraud nothing absolutely nothing so when you hear about what I don't like to hear about all the time is when you hear liberals or the mainstream media tell you that. Well, there's no proof of widespread election fraud. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll agree with that. So what is the opposite? I, am, I never thought there was widespread election fraud. I, thought, I always thought there was targeted election fraud. Very specific, targeted, targeted and accurate ways to swing the election. You know, widespread is just free-for-all, free-for-all, like, you know, chaos. No. There were certain states that were covered, six specifically were, 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 were actually um, targeted, and they were targeted, targeted in six ways, which, you know, Peter Navarro laid out beautifully on his, um, on his uh, I guess, report, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll read them out right here. Um, number one is outright voter fraud. So we're talking like, you know, dead people voting, right? <laughs> um, number, no, number two is ballot mishandling. That's like backtating ballots. Right, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of proof of that going on. The USPS postal driver said that, you know, um, contestable process files. So this is a you know very fancy way of saying, well, Joe Biden's lawyers went in, his team went in and changed the election laws. Right? I mean, this is where they said, oh well, we can count mail-in ballots after the post closed, when that the, the state con- constitution said exactly opposite, right? Um, election protection clause violations. Well, this is about not having, uh, I guess, when the, the mail-in ballots were there, not not being able to have both observers from both parties there. Um, again, the only time you ever can you know validate whether or not a, an absentee ballot or, or a mail-in ballot is valid is when it's in the envelope, because once you separate it from the envelope, it becomes it goes into the pile, and all of those can be actually you know flat out you know counted. If the signature doesn't match, if the voter ID doesn't match, if the address doesn't match, something has to be objected. And you know what's really interesting? In some of these states, um, I think the usual rejection rate for voter um, absentee ballots or mail-in ballots is about 6%. And they had more absentee ballots come in, and then they had less than 1% get rejected. Isn't that amazing? So we're talking about like 600% of them, you know, you're talking about a 600% difference, basically, and uh, maybe even more than that, 
um, when you should have uh, when when people are voting by mail, they actually do you know they have they make more, a lot more mistakes. Um, but they were counting everything, and why were they counting everything? Heck, I don't know. Well, I I, I can I can assume right why they were counting everything, and um, and then another one case going on to the next one. We are five out of six, by the way. Um, voter machine fraud. Voter machine. Well, let's change that word for like you know voter voter machine. Flat out, um, I guess, what, what, what were they calling that? Malfunctions? They, they were calling them malfunctions when they switched 6,000 votes from Biden to Trump. Yeah, that's, a, that's voting. That's voter machine fraud. That's Dominion. That's Dominion for you. Smartmatic. And we're, we're looking at, I'm looking here on his um, report, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, all guilty. And Wisconsin is up for debate. And... Um, the last one is um, significant statistical anomalies. So <laughs> that, we we've seen those we we've seen those graphs, right? The ones in Michigan's and Michigan and Wisconsin, where you know the lines are going up, but then all of a sudden Biden just shoots straight up like a rocket for for no reason. And um, apparently that happens. That's that's the only time it ever happened in in um I think our, in any election, but it can happen, I guess now because of COVID. Right, that's the excuse to use for everything. So again, you know, um, I think you should um, download this report, read it, um, put it on your computer, and uh, share it. Really, really share it. I'm not sure if you can share it on Facebook. You may get banned, but but you know, share it to you know all the people out there so it doesn't get censored. And um, you know, I, I really think we have to do that. And, and I think you know, going off on a tangent here, I, I think it's just so sad that you know Google. Google just is trying to control the narrative or, you know, again, we have Facebook, Twitter, Google, what is another one? Um, YouTube, they're just all trying to control the narrative. And they, they, they started doing this with the Hunter Biden incident. They started doing doing this with COVID. You know, they're, they're censoring doctors. Remember that about the hydroxychloroquine? And now they found out that, found out that it works. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just... You know these big tech people who are who are in the pockets of Democrats. They're working with the Democrats. You know the Democratic Party is not middle class anymore. Maybe at one time they were. They said they were for the middle class, but they're not. They're completely not for the middle class. You know they are for the wealthy class. You know and they're they're again for big unions. People who hold union jobs, most of them are pretty well off. I mean union jobs pay way more than regular jobs. Way more, way more. If you're a union worker, you're you're doing pretty good. If you're a union teacher, you're doing pretty good. Versus a regular, you know, teacher who works at a private school, you know, if you work at the supermarket, you're part of a union. You're doing pretty good. If you work at a supermarket and you work at, you know, you know, in your non-union, you're doing okay. But then you're not doing as good as a union person, right? So it's it's one of those things where like you know the Democrats will always say oh they're for the they're for the middle class they're not they're really for the wealthy and then when they're the people who you know Silicon Valley you know those those people are so wealthy and you, and you take a look at all the kids coming out with their college degrees they're not poor you know they, they have college they have college degrees so a lot of them will be you know, a lot of them will get good jobs a lot of them will get good jobs and they're you know they're they're, they're just brainwashed and rich and they think they know more than you so they're very entitled and um and for me again you know, you know 
I'm, I'm middle class. You know, I own, I own a wedding company. I'm going to start a barbecue company next year, hopefully, if, once this COVID thing like, you know, um, blows over and I do some writing on the side. And um, I am in no way a wealthy, you know, guy who drives around and in a Bugatti, you know. So, you know, I'm just regular middle class guy. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter. And I know a lot of middle class, you know, entre- entrepreneurs, you know, that we do the, you know, some of them do the dirty jobs. You know, I don't do the real dirty jobs, but I'm willing to get my, my hands dirty to work. You know, I work, you know, in all the, the wedding industry, you know, work, worked in a lot of things, production, in, production. And you, I worked in the non-union side of like, um, you know, when it, came, when it came to television production, we didn't go with the union, even though we had a major spat with the IATSE before, but I will get into that. Um, so anyway, let's uh, segue over to this other thing here. Now that we're 15 minutes in, I don't want to keep you guys too long. So um, I'm not sure if you remember, um, but there was a really good, really good uh, conservative website called uh, The Drudge Report. It was at thedrudgereport.com. And um, it was really a really great pro-conservative site. You go there and there were just articles and articles out there. It was a very ugly website. Um, just links, articles and links and links after links. And um, well... Uh, that website turned liberal, um, maybe about, I think one or two years into Donald Trump's like, you know, you know, um, I guess, uh, I guess, um, time in office, his first two years, something around there, like it actually turned, it turned liberal. Now, no one knows why. Maybe there was a, a falling out between, you know, the Drudge, I guess, Matt Drudge and Donald Trump. But Matt Drudge is a very private person and he never came out and said why. But I think he's conservative. He hangs out with Michael Savage a lot. And um, he, uh, yeah, he, he went like uh, totally liberal. So the new, the new site to go to is called Bannon's War Room. And it looks like the Drudge Report, except it's back to conservative news. So it's, um, now for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Steve Bannon runs this. So Steve Bannon was the, I think he was the former, the former, you know, high up aide, the chief, one of the chief of staff there co-chief of staff there over at, um, over for Donald Trump. He got fired, by the way, by Donald Trump. And I think Donald Trump had a, he was calling him Sloppy Steve. But, uh, you know, um, and, he, and, and, you know, he did look a little sloppy. It's not, it's not <laughs> beat around the bush on that. But uh, his website is called Bannon'sWarRoom.com. So that's um, B-A-N-N-O-N-S, WarRoom.com. So like Steve Bannon, his war room. Bannon's War Room. He also has a podcast called that. Um, I watched, a f- you know, I watched it a few times. It really wasn't for me. I, I really couldn't, you know, you know, get into it. But he brings up some very important, you know, very cool like topics there. But anyway, there's um, like when I'm looking on the website right now, and I'm looking at articles which I've never seen, I've, I've never heard of. And um, in today's um, in, in today's uh. Uh, article, I guess, right, right there on the front page, there's a picture of uh, Fang Fang, you know, you know, Eric Swalwell's, you know, Chinese little mistress there. Um, you know, Rush Limbaugh calls her Bang Bang. <laughs> I think that's a good one there. But Fang Fang, and she's pictured with um, uh, Senator Feinstein's, limo, um, I guess, Chinese spy driver. This, remember, you know, you know, Feinstein had a driver for 20 years who was a spy, a Chinese spy. Can you imagine that? So Fang Fang is pictured next to her. That that is just crazy. So we're we're looking at like you know, 
uh, you know, the, these Chinese spies are good. I mean, this is like, you know, 007's things. And uh, except, you know, Fang Fang, you know, Fang Fang to me isn't that uh, that pretty of an Asian. There's much more prettier Asians. But, but you know, we'll leave that to like uh, other people. That's just my, my opinion as a guy. Uh, and, and right there, that's just crazy. So, uh, you know, are there any more Chinese spies out there? I think there are. Um, I do know. Oh, I think here in Hawaii, they had to close down the, I think the East West Center or something like that, that, that it was actually, um, I think they I think the Chinese were using it to spy here in Hawaii on the university. I, I got to dig up that. I got to dig up that article. I think that was just recent. My parents told me about that. That's my source. My parents told me. <laughs> Sorry about. I'll find the article. I'll read about it. And I'll make sure. I, I'm pretty sure it's accurate because my my parents are like you know dead on. Like you know they they wouldn't lie to me, but I did hear it was closed down. So I, I think yeah, even the Chinese they had their 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 fingers really um deep into the the University of Hawaii, and we got caught somehow. So um, but anyway, on this website you'll find the link to that Pete Navarro report, and uh, that's on the bottom right hand side. So uh, it's a really good website. It's bannonswarroom.com. I'm not getting paid for that, by the way. I don't. I hardly make any money for my podcast. I think I made two dollars already, if that. I think I'm dollar eighty something. So, so but uh, yeah, head over to the hair, and you'll find just just a plethora of like links here. Um, there's another one called um, I think the TatumReport.com. That was that's from um, the guy on YouTube, Officer Tatum. Really great conservative talk show guy, uh, but um, and I have no affiliation with that guy too. I wish I did. All these guys are cool, but um, yeah, like uh, his has a really good, really good articles as well. They're all trying to create, I think, different versions of the Drudge Report because the Drudge Report went full wacko, hundred percent full wacko. So um, that's about it for now, people. Uh, I'll end the podcast here. You know, I know you guys have something better to do than listen to me go on and go on, go on. Um, but I will uh, be back with more stuff to discuss. And and uh, on Wednesday, though, tomorrow, I'll be talking about weddings, completely weddings. So I'll be back on Thursday talking about either barbecue movies or politics. Um, oh, I should talk about barbecue more because, uh, yeah, I think Christmas is coming up, right? Oh, my God, I got to go shopping. Hope you've done your shopping yet. Have you got your shopping done? Hope you got it done. I may have to do it. I mean, I may not be able to talk on the podcast. All right. So it's good, good talking to you folks. Um, I'm about to hit the hay. It's 5:25 a.m. here, so uh, I better get to bed. See you later.